Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. From the acts of shirk is to perform righteous deeds for a worldly gain. Yani you perform righteous deeds, amal saliha, but you intend with them a worldly gain. And then the relevance of the chapter to the book, for the author, rahimahullah, is showing that when righteous deeds are intended for worldly gains, then this is a form of shirk. When you perform your good deeds and you intend with them worldly gains to gain something from the dunya, then this is a form of shirk because there is a deficiency in your intention. Your intention is not for the sake of Allah. Good deeds should be done for the sake of Allah. But your intention is to gain a worldly benefit. And the difference between this chapter and the one before it is that the chapter before it addresses the deeds which are intended to place people or to gain the admiration of people. Whereas this chapter addresses the deeds which are done to gain a worldly tangible benefit. There is a bit of yani, overlap between them, for definitely the praise of the people is a worldly gain. But this one is referring to specifically a tangible worldly gain. And we're going to have a look at some of the examples of this. For Mathanat, it could be wealth, or it could be standing, or it could be status, or it could be anything of these worldly matters. For this is the difference between the two. For he says, Mina shirk. Mina shirk. And we said that this min is min tabaid. Yani from the forms of shirk. It is not all shirk. It is a form of shirk. Performing yani, good deeds and righteous deeds for worldly gains, it can be divided into two categories. It can be of two types, each one with a different ruling of shirk. For if they intend all of their deeds, all of their deeds that they do, everything that they do from good deeds is intended for worldly gains, then this is major shirk. And this is the shirk of the munafiqeen. Everything they do from good deeds is for the sake of the dunya. They have no sincerity in any of their deeds for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is the shirk of the munafiqeen, major shirk. And obviously the mushrikeen, they are outside the fold of Islam. They are not Muslimin. And then the second category is that they intend some of their righteous deeds. Some of them, not all of them. Some of their righteous deeds, they intend it for worldly gains. And this is shirk al-azghar. This is minor shirk. For in the first case, the complete iman is negated of them. They have no iman because they are the munafiqin. The munafiqin don't have any iman. There is nothing in their heart except kufr. And in the second instance, it's negating the perfection of iman. That means the person's iman is not perfect. If they are committing minor shirk or if they're committing sins or if they're committing bid'ah, then all of this affects the perfection of their tawhid. And then examples of performing righteous deeds for worldly gains, مثلاً seeking wealth, such as the one who only performs the adhan because they are receiving a salary to do so. For the only reason why they want to give the adhan is because they know that there is a salary attached to it. They're not doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or مثلاً, the one who performs jihad or goes out in jihad only so that they can gain the war booty. Yes, the ghanima. That's the only reason why they're going jihad so that they can get a share of the spoils of war. They do not intend with their jihad the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or it could be, مثلاً, for seeking status, such as the one who studies the sharia, مثلاً, at a university, and they hope to obtain a degree 
because as a result of this degree they will be given مثلاً, a job and this job will raise their standing مثلاً, they might be appointed as a lawyer or they may be appointed as a judge who judges in the sharia all of these have very high standings in the community yes or مثلاً, as an imam people respect the imam for example this is the only reason why they got their, their degree at this university and it could also be seeking protection from harm such as the one who only worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purely so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them from the harm of this dunya they don't intend with their worship the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their worship. They only worship Allah to gain protection in the dunya. Whether and he prays and he, he reads Quran, he says, Inshallah, my family will not get coronavirus because I am مثلاً, reading Quran and I am praying. For this is not the reason why you pray and this is not the reason why you read Quran. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the protector. And yes, this could be a secondary reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you. But it is not the primary reason. وقوله تعالى من كان يريد الحياة الدنيا وزينتها نوفي إليهم أعمالهم فيها وهم فيها لا يبخسون أولئك الذين ليس لهم في الآخرة إلا النار وحبط ما صنعوا فيها وباطل ما كانوا يعملون that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said whosoever desires the life of the world and its glitter to them we shall pay in full the wages of their deeds therein and they will not be deprived they are those for whom there is nothing in the hereafter but the fire and worthless are the deeds they did therein and of no effect is that which they used to do in Surah Hud ayah number 15 to 16 for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, "Man kana yuridul hayat dunya Whoever desires the life of this world, yani they wish to remain in this dunya. They don't want to depart from this dunya. They do not wish to meet Allah subhanahu wa taala, and therefore they make all their deeds for the sake of this dunya. Everything they do is for the sake of this dunya. And yani the utmost example is the kafir. The kafir works for the dunya alone." Mathalan, the kafir may give in charity, but the only reason they give in charity is so that people say, Mathalan, he is giving in charity and it raises their profile and maybe he has a business, people start buying from him. Man kana yuridu al-hayata dunya wa zinataha wa zinataha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it a zina. It's glitter, yani the adornments of this dunya from wealth and children and women. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Ali Umran, zuyina linnasi, that adorned for the people is hubbu al-shahawat, the love of these shahawat, min al-nisai, wal-banina, wal-qanatir al-muqantarati, min al-zahabi, wal-fiddati, wal-khayl al-musawwamati, wal-an'ami, wal-harf. All of these are the zina of the dunya, the women and the children, and the qanatir al-muqantara, yani the treasures, the gold and the silver, min al-zahabi, wal-fiddati, wal-khayl al-musawwamah, yani the khuyul, the horses, the fine horses, wal-an'am, and the cattle, wal harth and the land which you till that you gain the benefit from it these are all the zina of the dunya and there's no harm in having these things but if you make it your main objective in this dunya this is where the problem is man kana yuridu al-hayata dunya wa zinataha nuwafi ilayhim a'malahum fiha we shall pay in full the wages of their deeds therein yani in the dunya yani their reward for their deeds are given in full Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them their reward every good deed that they used to do for this dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them their reward in this dunya for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hasten their reward. نُوَفِّ إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا يُبْخَسُونَ وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا يُبْخَسُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not deprive them of their reward. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just. Even the kafir who does good in this dunya, they will get their just reward. But the problem is that they will have nothing in the akhirah.
فأنت you think do you want your reward all in the dunya and then you come يوم القيامة and there's nothing for this is the ultimate loss نوفي إليهم أعمالهم فيها وهم فيها لا يبخسون أولئك الذين ليس لهم في الآخرة إلا النار they are the ones for whom there is nothing in the hereafter but the fire ليس لهم في الآخرة in the hereafter إلا النار they will only have the hellfire in the آخرة because their days were intended for worldly gains and they did not leave anything for the hereafter for you come يوم القيامة with no deeds you come with nothing for your scale of good deed. What do you expect to meet other than the hellfire? For we said, if this is the munafiqeen, then definitely the admittance into the hellfire will be for eternity. But the muwahid who comes with yani, this riya, with this showing off and seeking the worldly gains, then their entrance into the hellfire will be temporary. And worthless are the days they did therein, and of no effect is that which they used to do. And worthless are the days they did therein, yani in the dunya, because the days they performed in this world are worthless, because they did not make them for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept them as amal that can transfer over to the akhirah and be rewarded for it. Yes, habita. It is destroyed, it is null and void. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept that you perform a good deed for other than Him. It's rendered vain, batil. It's worth nothing what they used to do in the dunya. And then the general meaning of the ayat, the two ayat, Allah declares that whoever is attached to the worldly life, making it their ultimate objective, intending it in all their righteous deeds and paying no heed to the hereafter, will be rewarded by Allah for their deeds in this life if he so subhanahu wa ta'ala wills. In the hereafter, however, such a person will have no good deeds to be rewarded for and are thus cast in the hellfire. And then the relevance of the ayat to the chapter, that these two ayat, they give the ruling of those who perform righteous deeds for the sake of the dunya. What is the ruling of the one who performs their deeds only for the dunya? For they will be given everything in this dunya, but in the akhirah, those deeds are worthless. They are worthless yawm al-qiyamah. And it's also invalid what they used to do in the dunya. They will only have a reward in this dunya, but they will have nothing in the akhirah because they intended with their deeds a worldly benefit. They wanted the dunya alone. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them the dunya, but in the akhirah they will have nothing. They will have nothing except the hellfire. For their shirk in worship is what caused their good deeds to be invalidated and worthless in the hereafter. وفي الصحيح عن أبي هريرة قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تعيس عبد الدينار تعيس عبد الدرهم تعيس عبد الخميصة تعيس عبد الخميلة إن أعطي رضي وإن لم يعط سخط تعيس وانتكس وإذا شيك فلنتقش طوبى لعبد آخذ بعنان فرسه في سبيل الله أشعث رأسه مغبرة قدماه إن كان في الحراسة كان في الحراسة وإن كان في الساقة كان في الساقة إن استأذن لم يؤذن له وإن شفع لم يشفع Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, he narrates that the Prophet said, Let the slave of the dinar, the dirham, the khamisa and the khamila perish. He is pleased if these things are given to him, and if not, he is displeased. Let such a person perish and relapse. And if he is pierced with a thorn, let him not find anyone to take it out for him. Glad tidings for him who holds the reins of his horse to strive in Allah's cause with his hair unkempt and feet covered with dust. If he is appointed guard duty, he is perfectly satisfied with his post of guarding. And if he is appointed in the rear guard, he accepts his post with satisfaction. If he asks for permission before a ruler, he is not permitted. And if he intercedes, his intercession is not accepted. Rawahul Bukhari. 
for this hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, it describes the situation of two men. They are polar opposites of one another. One of them is seeking the dunya and one of them is seeking the akhirah. The example that is given in jihad. For the Prophet sallallahu he says, Ta'isa, Ta'isa. Yani it is a dua against them. May they perish. It is a dua against them that they are destroyed and perished and they do not achieve what they are seeking. He said, Ta'isa abdul dinar, Ta'isa abdul dirham. He repeated the dua against them. He is the abd, he is the slave of the dinar. Abdul dinar. The dinar is the gold currency. Ta'isa abdul dirham. And the dirham is silver currency. Ta'isa abdul dinar, Ta'isa abdul dirham. Ta'isa abdul khamisa. The khamisa is the expensive luxury clothing. Ta'isa Abdul Khamila. Al Khamila is also a kind of expensive clothing that is richly embroidered. Why did he deserve all of these dua against him of Ta'isa? Why? If he is given from the worldly gains, he is pleased. But if he is not given from the worldly gains, he is he is angry because he does his work, he does his amal for the sake of the dunya. And this is specifically referring to the one who goes out in jihad. He's the abd of the dinar and the dirham and the khamisa and the khamila. This is why he's performing jihad. If he gets from the booty of war, he's happy. If he doesn't get from the booty of war, he's angry. All this fighting he's saying, and I didn't get anything. Yes, it wasn't for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ta'isa wa takas. In takas, may he relapse. They relapse into sickness, for example, or it could mean that they are turned upside down. But it is essentially another dua against them, that they fail in what they wish to achieve, for the worldly gains, for their righteous deeds. Ta'isa wa takas. وَإِذَا شِيكَ فَلَنْ تَقَشْ If he is pierced with a thorn, this is shika. When he is pricked with a thorn, may he not find anyone to pull this thorn out for them. Intiqash is to pull something out. May he find no one to pull this thorn out for them. For because the thorn is so deep inside of them, they need someone to pull it out for them. Or maybe it's in an awkward position in their body, they can't take it out. For they need someone to help them with it. This is another dua against them. That if they are beset by hardships, that they find no deliverance for themselves in these hardships. That no one helps them in this hardship. For subhanAllah, these are very strong dua which the Prophet ﷺ is making against this person. And then the second person, طوبى لعبد آخذ بعنان فرسه في سبيل الله Glad tidings, طوبى, glad tidings of paradise or for a tree in paradise. طوبى لعبد آخذ بعنان فرسه He's holding the reins of his horse. أشعث رأسه مغبرة قدماه أشعث رأسه with his hair unkempt Because when you are fighting in jihad, you don't have time to comb your hair and to put oil in your hair and to look after your hair. أشعث رأسه his feet covered in dust. But this is an image of the fighter and the cause of Allah, which is in stark contrast to the one who is enjoying the luxuries of this dunya. Yani they don't have time to clean themselves and they don't have time to look after themselves because they are in the path of Allah. They are fighting in the path of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, fighting the mushrikeen. In kana fil kana fil wa in kana fil kana fil If in the jihad he is appointed in the hirasa, in the translation it says in the vanguard. The vanguard is the front of the army. But this is not al hirasa. Al hirasa is if he is appointed as guard of the army. Yani he is guarding the army. Mathalan, the army is sleeping and he is on guard duty. And it's a very hard job, subhanAllah, because you have to prefer others over yourself. And maybe the enemy may attack you. You're the first line of defense. In kana fil hirasati kana fil hirasa. He is happy to be in al hirasa. Wa in kana fil saqati kana fil saqa. If he's in the rear guard of the army, if he's in the back of the army, then he's happy with the back of the army. Wherever you put him in the army, he's happy with that position because he is in the army for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's not looking for fame and he's not looking for glory. 
Because subhanAllah, people think so lowly of this person because he is so humble and low and he doesn't make a scene in front of people and he doesn't put himself before people. Yes, If مثلاً, he seeks permission from a ruler to speak or he asks something of them مثلاً, to see them, he is not granted permission because people think lowly of him. And if he intercedes for someone, someone is in trouble and he intercedes on their behalf, then no one will take their intercession seriously because they are of low character in the eyes of people. But the general meaning of the hadith, in this hadith the Prophet ﷺ portrays the state of two men. The first is the seeker of the worldly life while the other is the seeker of the hereafter. The seeker of the worldly life is like a slave to it as he is pleased when he receives its bounties but displeased when he is deprived of them. The Prophet ﷺ invokes Allah against them not to save them when they are in distress so that they neither get what they desire nor are they protected against what they fear. This person is enslaved by their desires and is not a true slave of Allah. They are not deserving of divine salvation. On the other hand, the Prophet ﷺ illustrates the characteristics of the true servant of Allah. They seek to please him alone in their righteous deeds and they stay away from whatever invokes his anger. Their only goal is Allah's pleasure and the life of the hereafter. They do not covet fame or glory. The sign of people like these is their simplicity and humility and their lowly position in society so that whenever they request something from their leaders, they are refused and whenever they intercede on behalf of another, their intercession is not accepted. Still, their final destination is paradise and the best of rewards. And then the relevance of the hadith to the chapter and the Prophet وسلم, he criticized and censured and made dua against these people Abd al-Dinar and Abd al-Dirham and Abd al-Khamisa and Abd al-Khamila because their goal and their main purpose in life was to seek the dunya with their righteous deeds what did the Prophet وسلم, consider them as Abd he said Abd al-Dinar wa Abd al-Dirham wa Abd al-Khamisa wa Abd al-Khamila for if you are Abd of something that means you are worshipping it you are seeking it you want it for when you are the Abd of Allah you are seeking Allah and you want Allah and you are seeking the reward from Allah when you are the Abd of the Dinar and the Dirham what are you seeking? you are seeking the Dinar and you are seeking the Dirham he called him Abd they have taken these worldly gains as partners besides Allah seeking them instead of seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure Alright, the important issues of the chapter, there's seven of them, we'll go through them quickly. One, a person's pretext of acting for the hereafter while desiring worldly gains. But like we mentioned that this is shirk, because they have made righteous deeds for the sake of the dunya, not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they should be for the sake of Allah, and this is why it is shirk. Two, explanation of the verses in Surah Hud, and yani we've explained this already. Three, naming the Muslim the slave of the dinar, the dirham, the khamisa and the khamila. And this is as per the hadith of Abu Huraira, for the Prophet ﷺ classified it as slavery, ubudiyah. He said, Abdul Dinar wa Abdul Dirham wa Abdul Khamisa wa Abdul Khamila. This is ubudiyah, because the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the akhirah is mixed with the love of the dunya. Yes, and this is what changed their intention. For when they sought the dunya, it changed their intention for the dunya instead of being for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Four, the explanation of that by the fact that he is pleased if these things are given to him and if not, he is displeased. And again, this is as per the hadith of Abu Huraira, yani the sign that he is a slave of those things is if he is given those things, he is pleased and if he is not given those things, he is angry. This is a sign that they are slaves to these things. Five, meaning of the words Ta'isa and takas, let such a person perish and relapse. Ta'isa and takas. And again, this is as per the hadith of Abu Huraira, and we've explained this, and we said that this is a form of dua against them. Six, meaning of the words, 
And if he is pierced with a thorn, let him not find anyone to take it out for him. And again, this is as per the hadith of Abu Hurairah, and we've explained this. And like we said, this is a dua against them. These are all dua against them. Seven, the praise upon the mujahid who can be attributed with the characteristics in the hadith. And again, this is as per the hadith of Abu Hurairah, for he is praised because the Prophet ﷺ, he said of him, Tuba, Tuba, they are given glad tidings of Jannah. For they are the ones who are praised. Whereas the one who only seeks the dunya and seeks the dinar and the dirham and the khamil and the khamila, then they are not deserving of this praise because they do not have tawbah. They will not be getting tawbah for their days. Their days will be absolutely worthless yawm al-qiyamah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atuhu alaykum. Jazakumullah